Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Daily Roto Going for the Green Daily Fantasy Golf Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. I'm joined by Colin Drew. We are here to break down the Sony Open in Hawaii for fantasy, for DFS, and for uh, we'll, do, we'll give a little bit of betting angles at the end. The full return of the golf season, we had uh, Harris English win at the Century Tournament of Champions last week. Uh, Got to say, I did not watch much of it especially because um harris english was winning and i'm not not too interested in watching harris english win a golf event i do enjoy these uh resort golf courses though like there's just something comforting about like hawaii golf on uh in in terms of background noise yeah this week's event i feel like i had a computer game when i was a kid that was like for the sony open so i feel like i have these like nostalgic memories of the holes like Whenever the course comes up, I'm like, oh, yeah, like I know exactly what type of course we're talking about. But yeah, last week, man, I just got absolutely dummied by Xander that took the COVID takes and he said yeah, the he was, narrative angle didn't didn't work. It wasn't even. Yeah, the qualitative data just got absolutely buried <laughs> by the quantitative data, which is Xander is a pretty good, damn good golfer. And then he goes, he makes an eagle on the 18th hole to to not only like cost me a bunch more in the betting markets but um he jumped bryson for the head-to-head bet as well so i lost that one as well body bag by xander to start the season yeah all right well tell us about the sony open where they're playing and give us uh that good good course fit data yeah i mean it's the one probably the weirdest thing about the course this week is that it actually under skews in everything it's like the (laughs) The nothing matters course. Um, so if you look at the course fit data from data golf, like driving distance matters less than the average tour stop. Driving accuracy matters less than the average tour stop. Or approach matters less. Around the green matters less. Putting matters less. So it's kind of wild. You don't see that dynamic very much at all. Usually it's a trade-off between those two. So um, a little bit more nothing matters this week, a little bit more randomness, I guess. But um, driving distance definitely matters to less to a greater degree. So it is for sure a course where shorter players can contend, where worse players that aren't you know live on every PGA Tour stop can contend. And uh, that was kind of the big takeaway for me. Yeah. Um, so my, my takeaway from just like sweating this event through the years is like obviously the dude who wins, it just gets so hot with his putter because you, you don't find any trouble off the tee um like you're you don't have like crazy challenges in terms of short game so it's like you know you just got to make you got to make 12 foot putts basically yeah last year was a big anomaly cam smith won last year at 11 under par but there were wild weather conditions wind conditions that year so typically this is an easier course you typically see the winning score like 18 to 20 under possibly even more than that um so keep that in the back of your mind you will want to check in on wind conditions because that obviously will impact the scoring environment overall, which does matter for fantasy. Yeah. Um, all right. So are we, are we ready to, uh, we ready? you have, you have any course history notes or anything that we gotta, we gotta unlock before we start here. I mean, Cam Smith is going to be pretty popular. I would imagine winner 
9,600, not a star studded field. He projects decently. He's been like trending too. Like people have been steaming him since like the masters. Um, So I definitely think Cam Smith will end up being one of the more popular players, but yeah, I mean, if you look at it for just guys that have played, you know, 12 rounds at this event, some of the guys that have done best versus their expectation are players like Brian Stewart, Charles Howard, Howell, the third, Jerry Kelly, like Mark Leishman. So it's definitely, it is a good old guys course. Yeah. yeah, Old guys. And like, yeah, I mean, a little bit of guys who could play the win, but Ches Revy, some of these, yeah, I mean, short hitters that um, are decent ball strikers. Yeah. Um, All right. So getting into the DraftKings guys by range, we actually have uh, seven, six golfers who are above 10,000 Webb at 11.1. English coming off the win at 10.8, Morikawa 10.6, Neem at 10.4, Hideki 10.2, Berger at 10K flat. My my preference here, I lean pretty strongly towards Morikawa at 10.6. Looks like the field is pretty heavy on Webb and Berger. Yeah, I was surprised when I opened up the pricing just to see that many guys up above there. I thought um, I thought the you know, the favorites this week aren't quite as dominant. So I didn't, I thought maybe we wouldn't get, I guess the 11 K we always get someone there, but um, I mean, it, it seems like if people are going to pay up, they're going to pay up for web. Generally people aren't backing somebody off of a victory. Uh, so I, I do think English ends up the lowest of that group, probably hovering around 10%. And my gut was kind of the same with you. Um, I'm not like scared of English just because he won. I don't think that's a good reason to exclude someone, but do you think Morikawa is just overall a better golfer? And then because we haven't seen these players for so long, I guess like the performance of Hideki was at least a little bit alarming for a single entry. I'm not sure I would feel comfortable to get there. Yeah, I, I think that makes some sense. So I guess my lean on Morikawa would basically just be other than Webb, I feel like he is a different category of golfer than Neiman. I think his like his 90th percentile game, I think is obviously better than Hideki. And then I, I love me some 8,800 Daniel Berger. I am certain I'm just am not in love with paying 10,000 DraftKings dollars for Daniel Berger, especially because I, I would prefer Sung Jay, even, even at this, just, I mean, this ownership projection for Sung Jay, 35%. I don't know right what's now. happening. I mean, it's early in the week, but I was like, what, like, what is going on? Why are people touting Sung Jay? Which was weird because when I opened up Mayo's one and done league, I was like, I just, try to put a placeholder in. So if I forget, cause it's NFL still going on, then I can just uh, at least have someone live in there. And Sungjae was the guy I put in there. So maybe that's why um, I, I think I prefer Berger over Sungjae, especially with that discrepancy between the two. I know Berger is still going to be popular, kind of the second most popular guy um, up above like Sungjae. And I don't know if you think about like the quintessential course for Daniel Berger, it's definitely a course like this where you're not looking to overpower the course, the shorter players are in contention and he is one of the better players overall in the field over the last 12 months. So kind of liking Daniel Berger a little bit this week. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think he's fine. It's just like, yeah. I, I mean, Sung Jay really calling my name at 9,800, not particularly interested in Cam Smith. Obviously my boy, Abraham answer. I, I ride, I ride answer like a, like a workhorse. I mean, he's just as a dude I roster yeah. all the time and yeah, same. Ryan Palmer, I won't be playing him at all. What, what are you going to do with Adam Scott? We have a very low ownership projection on him. His recent form 
uh it's not good like it's so, it's it's mostly bad so the the palmer i guess i mean the price i understand it's, it's up but one of the things i wanted to ask heading into this week are are you weighing last week's events heavier than you would like the normal round that was one week ago because i mean palmer was fifth in the field last week in t to green play and is generally regarded as a good win player so I guess what I would take from last week is be like, if guys I liked played well, I'll take some signal from that. And if guys I don't <laughs> like played bias. well, yeah. And guys I don't play well, I'll say, oh, it was just four rounds. So, so what does it matter? That's uh, <laughs> you know, you, you gotta, you gotta let your biases bias, I guess. I mean, yeah. Sunday led the field in T green last week. So um, that's probably why people are steaming on him, I guess. Yeah. I mean, and. Sung Jae was a guy who played so bad last year. Like he just, he grinded so many freaking T48s cause he's Sung JM and he has to, but he was mostly bad. So getting a little bit of positive signal for him and like our long, long-term Sung Jae, like our three year rolling average on Sung Jae, uh, that, that definitely perks me up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I think that makes sense. Um, yeah, Scott, I guess is another one that is a little bit hard to get a read on just, I mean, he doesn't play as high of a volume of events, but I think he had a, a decent showing last week. So the ball striking was inside the top 20. It was a small field, but um, I thought he had like a, a middle of the road showing overall a class golfer. And I, if he ends he, up, at- he has just been so middle of the road. I mean, he did, he won the Genesis last year and he won the Australian PGA championship way back in 2019, but he, he barely played last year. So these were his results. T34 at the masters. T32 at the Houston Open, T38 at the U.S. Open, T25 BMW, uh, like basically just a bunch of of very middling finishes and then a miscut yeah. at the Arnold Palmer. I mean, and pretty, and mid, I, pretty middle, pretty middling field though this week too. And sure, sure, he did true. talk about um, his results kind of heading into last week, trying to get more events on the schedule this year, trying to bolster up his world ranking and FedEx Cup stuff. And so, um, I'm not gonna like adjust the projections because of that but it does feel like a, a ttp moment for me with scott and if he's really going to be overlooked by the field then it feels like i have to buy a little bit yeah um kisner 23 projected ownership no no thank you um, that's the whole like uh comp course right I, I do think heritage is one of the comp courses it makes a lot of sense like the coastal wind elements in addition to the kind of short course where the accuracy can matter a bit more than driving distance. And if you look at data golf's comp courses for this uh, heritage is up there inside the top five. So I get the ties for Kisner. I'll play him at the projections, but it's definitely a situation where he feels like he's going to be over rostered because of all of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, then, I mean, just so many short knockers here, Henley, Billy Horschel, Zach Johnson, Matt Kuchar, uh, Kucher, another guy whose performance has deviated wildly from what we've expected from him. He just was a, like a very, very middle. I mean, you would maybe even say like a, a below average tour golfer last season. Um, Submergio, Sergio Garcia at 8,300, always going to interest me. Uh, Brandon Todd at this projected ownership. No, thanks. Uh, Eric Van Royen, talk me out of, talk me out of my uh, weekly donation on Eric Van Royen. <laughs> Man, I feel like I'm showing my age when I look at some of these guys and I'm like, oh, Kucher, Sergio, like the 10% owns and they're pretty cheap. Like got to play Ser- Sergio I'm in on because he can just find the form whenever. But like Kucher, I, he's got to show me something, I think, before I, I get back in. <laughs> yeah, that I mean, that's definitely that's definitely fair. I mean, 
his floor, I feel like, is the same kind of as it has been um, as far as like cut making and stuff. Like last year, it wasn't terrible from that perspective, but it was definitely lacking any semblance of the ceiling. So um, all those guys make sense. I felt like Brian Harmon and Brendan Todd both profile as the type of player that I would target at this type of course. Guys that aren't going to contend on the longest courses on tour, but can perform really well. Uh, Todd, you know, keeping in the fairway, fairways, greens and putting and then Harmon with the approach game. So both those guys I like um, from a fit. I like Kevin Na from a fit perspective a lot more than we liked him last week where it was more of a bombers course. And I like all those guys. It seems like the discount we're getting for ownership is on Harmon and Na. So I think those are two guys I'd be interested in. Yeah, I think I think both of those guys make a little bit of sense relative to what I mean, just just take a take a look at what this course needs and then look at Charles Howell's projection. And you're like, yep, makes sense. This is uh, this is a place where because it's a resort course like people play this course on their vacation. It is not set up for these guys to be uh, shooting 71s and feeling good about it. Like these guys should be able like a lot of these guys have, you know, 65s in the bag for sure. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, we're just rattling off the like grindiest PGA tour players the last yeah, decade. Like, like just you got to at least talk about Zach Johnson. If you're going to talk about Charles Howell and Matt Kuchar. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I, it does, I guess one of the things that is kind of interesting for MME and this event would just be really lowering your projected ownership when you run through uh, in the optimizer, like running on like 70% Pion and you're like, Oh, there are a bunch of like good golfers in here, but I'm not getting very much of the, Charles Howell, uh, Zach Johnson, Kevin Kisner types, because there's not that much difference in their projection between, you know, for example, Russell Henley, Billy Horschel and Zach Johnson, but there are wide gaps in uh, projected ownership. So, yeah. Um, Emiliano Grio, a dude I always like at 7,900, just a guy uh, like he consistently on tour i this is and this is such like a tout bingo thing but he always ranks good in like birdie opportunities right like he just is going to give himself a ton of chances to score but he is not a good putter so you just kind of and the same for the guy price right next to him sebastian munoz two guys i'm both really interested in playing yeah i was i was waiting for you to you said tout bingo i thought you were gonna pull up the the russell knox win narrative I'm assuming you've already bet Russell Knox. It just feels like something I, you did. I have already bet Russell Knox <laughs> and I, I touted him on the FanDuel hurry up. Not, I mean, win narrative maybe a little bit, but like I just am a, I'm a huge sucker for, for Russell Knox. I just, I, I'll never be able to quit him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In, in that bottom range, I think Ches Reeve was another one of the guys that I, I typically just flock to immediately when I start to see a course like this. Um, a guy that I think is overall a, pr- a pretty high quality PGA tour player. I'm kind of, year in year out has a couple weeks each year he's in contention and it's usually on this type of course of course like pebble beach of course like rbc heritage so um russell knox 7400 um i think is fine but i prefer ches Reeves slightly between those two yeah uh i'm i'm uh yeah i like ches i like ches a good bit all right moving through some of the other guys here in the 7k uh we got kokrak we have russell knox we have my guy, Tom Hoagie, a, a, a respected PGA Tour player. Um, and then Scott Piercy, too, as well. Uh, a guy who the projections really, really like. I don't know if I'll ride him as hard as the projections want. Yeah. Um, 
I'm glad. So Data Golf made an adjustment to their projection processes this year that kind of changes the way that they weigh how recently a golfer has been playing. So I think that's saving us from uh, having to jam Jim Furyk this week. So I was at least excited about that when I opened things. See, up. but I'll probably just boost him a little bit because I can boost him. If look, if I'm going to be the type of person that even allows Jim Furyk to be played at any point from by myself this year. It's got to be here, right? A course where driving distance isn't really going to be punished, shouldn't really get in too much trouble. Like this is just pretty much uh, like municipal golf. Like, yeah, why why would I not play Furyk? Yeah, I think between, if I was going to do something that I regret immediately as soon as the contest locks, it it's would playing be Furyk. Snedeker. <laughs> oh yeah, no. See, I, like that, if I had that... to play one of those terrible guys, I'd, pro- I'd probably play Snedeker. See that I can. I don't. I don't feel the uh, the draw into. Brant Snedeker, uh, some of the other Kyle Stanley, again, a noted, a noted tour grinder, but he is like consistently one of the absolute worst putters on tour. So like, he kind of is in the, you know, not as good T green, but in the Byung Hun An category of like, whenever that dude is able to put together uh, a week of like tour average putting, he generally can grind out a T20. Yeah. I think that makes sense. Um, yeah. All right. Some of the other cheap guys that the projections like getting down here under 7,000 Sep Straka. I feel like I should have a hot take on him cause he's a younger dude, but I, I don't really. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I have, I have nothing there. Um, one of the random names that was inside the top 50 that the data golf stuff likes a little bit and he's like legit going to be 0% owned is Takumi Kanaya this Japanese golfer. I'm going to be the only person to tat him this week. But when I ran the optimal lineup probability compared to the ownership, he popped in leverage because he's legitimately 0% owned. We've got him like 3% to be in an optimal lineup. So there's my uh, total dart throw for the large. I like it. Piece. Yeah, I am. Uh, I am. I'm in on, uh, I'm in on that. Uh, I'll, I'll boost him a little bit. Johnny Vegas, another guy like Matt Jones, another guy who I just kind of ride long-term I, do you remember when austin cook was a hot name this was like two years ago but he was kind of like a like a you know a golf prospect uh the star the stars faded there a little bit yeah uh, any any other cheap dudes who you have a hot take on no i mean i, I think that uh you're right with straka if you compare like optimal probabilities to peon he's definitely one of the guys that in mme pops a little bit you don't need the optimal lineup to win single entry stuff so less interested there um i think gooch is a tiny bit overpriced he was up higher but i meant to mention him as a guy that in the largest field gpps i consider definitely not a guy to be considering for the three max style stuff and i i think in general especially because this course it's like the the nothing matters course i think a lot of these guys who are like zero to two percent if you try to get concentrated up top you could spread things out a little bit try to avoid the the chalk value plays and end up taking just like a overweight stance in a few of these players yeah. I mean, that's just kind of good. That's like just sound PGA process in general is like low total projected ownership. And then in MME, you know, you take a stance on Richie Warinsky or Pat Perez or, or uh, Nate Lashley or whoever, just, you know, a couple of the, you know, you take 25% of one of the cheap guys. Uh, didn't even realize this until right now, my guy, Luke List playing this event, he actually had, good results last year like he was he was playing way better than his baselines uh for at least stretches last year won um a corn fairy tour event uh he's up to uh the world 184 good good for him i mean coming off of uh just 
being so bad in the swing season. Miscut, 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 T53, miscut, miscut, but a T8 all the way back at the Corrales uh, Resort Championship. So maybe this dude is just a resort grinder. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not not super interested in anything else. I would say um, Nick Taylor. I don't know if I don't recall if you mentioned him, but yeah, this week still easing back into the swing of things. So not sure exactly which tournaments I'll fire at this week, but uh, it, it does feel like yeah, it's a familiar week, and hopefully some of these guys can make it through to the weekend. Yeah, I uh, I actually like Nick Taylor as a bet. You can get him at uh, two hundred to one. I fired that one. He he is just. Uh, uh, narrative street alert he tends to do well in the west coast swing like what i don't know if it's uh the narrative bros will have to help me out here i don't know if it's grass type or wind or whatever but he he has like he, he tends to perform over his baselines in the west coast swing fair fair so for one and done my my gut was sungjae and then it turns out everyone's just piling on sungjae so I guess um potentially could try to pivot off of that i never know earlier in the season whether to just like play it straight up or whether to still get kind of cute with the pivots. But um, Sungjae was my lean early on thinking I might have to move that. Uh, and I guess, man, maybe Berger would be the guy. My first instinct was to move it to maybe Cam Smith. Cause probably not going to use him at any other courses this year. Well, I was thinking since I'm just such a noted web hater that I won't want to use him anywhere else this year. Why not just get web out of the way in a super weak field when he's the favorite and maybe he will be the third most owned guy this week, but I don't think he will be the most picked guy in the, in the one and done. Yeah, I think that's fair. That's definitely, I, I, you're definitely a web hater. So you're not trying to use him at any of the other big yeah, events like, with bigger pe- purses. People are so that gonna, does make sense. Yeah, people are using this like, like, Oh, I'm going to use web at the U S open. Like he's like, he will be a guy. I well, he's got like the Wyndham, right? That's like the spot people yeah. save for web, but yeah, I definitely agree you won't see too many times this year that he's the favorite of the event, maybe one or two at most. Yeah. So I, I, and are you, how many entries do you have in the, the big one on NF, 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 NFC? Just yeah, one. Just one. Sing, yeah. I only, for me. well, I, I was going to do another one and then it's sold out. I yeah, was like, me, I, same. It was I like, to, there's too much going on for me to register a bunch early. And then it, I didn't realize it would sell out that quickly. Yeah. Like I, like kind of in the back of my head, I was like, oh yeah, you know, I'll buy, I'll buy another entry or, or maybe two, like maybe I'll do what Pat does where he does one on the show where he does with Jeff and then kind of just one on his own. I thought maybe I would track every pick I made on the show and then do one where I, I try and maybe go like a little bit more GTO. But yeah, I, I, I think web seems interesting. Sung Jay obviously is I, I think going to be the stone chalk and this thing. And then what, I mean, what about Morikawa though? Because this is probably the weakest field he will play in major winner. Like he might play weaker fields, but yeah, you're right. You're definitely right. I mean, he's, he's elite. I was thinking like I might use him web later in the season just cause yeah. Big event. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, this is, this is a super weak field. I mean, I guess maybe you could argue that it's not like the best course to take advantage of Morikawa's skill set or whatever. And the betting markets. Yeah. yeah. And the betting markets are not, um, like jamming Morikawa in this week though I mean Webb is favored against everybody and the head-to-head market's pretty yeah. big so all right Davis know. let's make a let's make a team for the club twirl before we head out okay club twirl uh let's let's start it with Morikawa okay I like that um so I mentioned Brian Harmon was one of the guys I was interested in getting exposure to at this course at early in the week low projected ownership 
7,800. So I'm going to plug him in. Okay. Um, let's see if we got uh, a, a good cheap. I, I'm going to go with Johnny Vegas as, uh, as my cheap guy. Vegas, 7K. That's all right. I can, I can handle it. Uh, I feel like it's not the best course fit for Vegas. I haven't honestly pulled up. I don't have, the no, it's open. definitely not. He's a, he's a driving distance course guy. <laughs> yeah. So is he still shown as a pretty good value for us? He's decent. Or like he's, is this he's just like, a Matic play? it is a Matic play, but he's, um, he's like a, a neutral value. Yeah. Plus two. Cool. So I'm going to bring it with Ches Reevee 7,400. Um, so a guy I've talked about during the pod and like the course fit for Chaz as well as the overall skill set. We've got 8,600 left for two players. We can go up and then down with a punt, or we can go with two balanced ones. So, um, or you can start with the punt and let me fill it out. It's up to you. No, I'm going to make you take a dust bucket. Cause I'm well, not a total dust bucket, an old guy. I'm going to take Adam Scott and just TTP a little bit. Um, and, and also our ownership projection on him is mega low. Yeah, that makes sense. So we've got 8,200 left. Uh, best player that would fit in this price range. I like this one. So I think we've probably got enough unique pieces in there. The club twirl is not the largest field tournament, and uh, we might as well slide a putting god onto the team with Brendan Todd. Oh, do, do not co-sign this. <laughs> <laughs> who else would you have liked the 8200 i'm clicking submit so you don't have a choice but uh who would have been your preferred I, I, well, I would i would have gone with evr for sure yeah, yeah. so yeah. we'll make yeah. some putts at least we got vegas hitting the drives and todd with the putts yeah um all right everyone definitely make sure we will we will update ownership projections um uh probably a couple more times before stuff oh, yeah. locks on thursday morning and uh definitely make sure to check out the projections for showdown and everything gonna gonna make an effort to grind a little bit more showdown this year uh but everyone good luck at the sony open and uh, don't forget to get your one and done picks in Build digital-first customer relationships with Salesforce Digital 360. Connect every marketing, commerce, and digital experience on a single platform. Innovate fast with easy-to-launch sites, campaigns, and apps. That's more relationships, more revenue, more return, and more success. Salesforce Digital 360. Hear from our customers at sfdc.co slash digital 360.